Good morning, everybody out there in WKXL Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Well, it's been a couple of fun weeks. I'm getting over the green gook. I'm, I know everybody out there knows what that is these days. Um, so I'm going to just apologize right now if you hear a little coughing. I'm going to try to catch it with my mic. Hopefully we'll be cough-free for this segment. But um, you know what? I'm wishing everybody out there good luck with, with everything. And uh, you know, if you're finding that you, you're having some issues with respiratory, don't play with them. Go to the doctor. Have it checked out because um, I could tell you it's important to, to take care of it early. There it is. So that's my motto for the day. Anyway, we want to thank you for being with us here on WKXL. And today we have a really great gal with us. Her name is Beth Gaby. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell just a quick little story. Beth Gaby and I probably met <clears throat> maybe six years ago. Uh, and she is the mom of one of the children or students that I teach at uh, St. John's Regional. Those out there that are with Art for Living, you know that I, I teach music there. I'm a real fan of the school and, and their mission. And um, we sort of met very, you know, not in a big, deep way, but I certainly knew Beth Gaby. Then uh, we did this show Christmas. We did a show with uh, Pittsville Players, and her and her daughter were in the show. And, you know, we, we had a great affinity, got along great. And in the back of my head, I kind of thought, I must know this woman or something. Because, I mean, we were just very comfortable and had a great great thing I feel very friendly you know great gal and then it just dawned on me last week that we had met previously and I had just forgotten and I am a fan and I was a fan of Beth Gaby many years ago because she works with a group called 40 Days for Life which I've always been supportive of um think they do great work good people good community just all around good. And I said, you know what, between the arts, between St. John's, and between what uh, 40 Days does, this would be a great guest here for Art for Living. For those out there that aren't familiar with Art for Living, you know, or you should know, uh, we try to do programmings that really range, full range programming, not just the performing arts, but things that make day-to-day life a little bit better, a little bit more graceful, a little bit maybe more spiritual. Uh, We have medical People come on, and uh, we people talk about economy, economic issues. How does that work with Artful Living? It all works because life is a puzzle, and every little puzzle fits within that little design. And I, I'm a great believer in, in thinking wide, thinking wide and bringing it in. So uh, we're going to talk with Beth today. Beth, thank you so much today for coming on Artful Living. Thank you for having me. <clears throat> Very happy to be here. Yes, I am happy to have you. So um, tell us a little bit about Beth Gaby. I mean, why don't we start with, you have a beautiful daughter, Emily. Yes. How many kids do you have? I have four. You do? Mm-hmm. All right, what's the age gamut there? So starting with Emily, my youngest, she's 13, eighth grader okay. at St. John's. I have a 16-year-old boy, a um, 20-year-old daughter, and my son is 23. He just got married oh. in October, so now I have a daughter-in-law, Yes, and they are expecting. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Very exciting. You're going to be a grandmom. Yes, yes. So the, so quick how those generations turn over. Like, it wow. Is. Well, I think when whenever you have kids, if anybody out there listening, you know when you're going through it, 
I think you're not really noticing the passage of time, but when you get near the end of when they're grown up, you're like, wow, where did it go? Yeah, where I think that's true. They say that that's true, and yes, I believe it's true. <laughs> I think it is, too. Yeah. So Emily's your youngest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a great gal. Um, she's eighth grade, very smart, very quiet in some ways, but she has a beautiful voice. Yeah. And that's how you and I reacquainted was through Emily, because she's in our group. We started a brand new group over at St. John's Regional School called the St. John Singers. Mm. I wanted to do something special for the for the children or the students. I keep saying children. It's because I'm so old. But for the students over there that really wanted to do some quality singing and performing. And uh, she's part of that group, and she was in our Christmas show, which we we brought parts of it right here onto WKXL for Christmas to celebrate the holiday. So um, you're just back, and we didn't even know, you know, how that was going to happen. I know. It's cruel. Yeah. So tell us now uh, a little bit about Beth Gaby. Well, I grew up in Canterbury, New Hampshire. You did? So I'm, I'm very much local. We would come to Concord to go to the movies and go food shopping. My my parents went to Concord High, so very much, very much local. You. Um, I married, my husband is originally from Baltimore. Wow. Um, and he, so I transplanted him here, and we've had four children. I'm a home birth midwife. Um, I'm an, I'm an, I got my degree in naturopathic um, medicine, so I'm an ND, which is naturopathic doctor, and I also um, do midwifery. Oh my goodness! So um, yeah, it's a very low. I don't. I'm not super busy. Like my being a mother is. Um, I'm not a very good super mom. So being the <laughs> mother is my primary job, and um, but I get to add in midwifery, um, probably about eight to ten births a year oh my goodness so so tell me how that happens like what 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 do you do if I was interested in that what's the thing yeah so I mean uh home birth I we only take low risk okay moms and um but usually low risk is about you know close to 85 percent of people can yes. be low risk and um we I um Basically, labor starts. Well, you're with me through the entire pregnancy and all of the postpartum. And wow, that is great. Yeah, and like I just sort of sneak in in the middle of the night, and um, and I don't. The beauty of home birth is that you don't have to um, interrupt the process. Yeah. And so, as a midwife, I want to just be a fly on the wall. And then, as things, it's like a hurry up and wait. And you get the phone call, and you hurry up and you get there. But then you just go and yeah. you just wait. wait. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and these beautiful, beautiful. Babies. You know what? That is so brave. I I tell you what, um, when I had my children, I I ended up in the hospital C sections with both of them. Um, but I always had a desire to like check out what you're talking about, and it was the, it was fear that stopped me from doing it. Um, I don't know why, but I I had a fear of a home birth. Tell me what, what as a is it you said midwifery? It's not midwifery. It's midwifery. Midwifery. I, mean, I suppose you could say it the other way, but typically we say midwifery. Okay, we well, see so you're educating me. Okay. All right. So when you go, uh, what? If there was anything that was awry, Mm -hmm. what would you do? Well, um, I call them yellow flags. And so as a midwife, the reason I'm there is to make sure mom is low risk. Okay. And so um, yellow flags (coughs) come up 
you know, the high blood, the blood pressure goes up okay. or something's wrong with the blood sugar or, um, you know, we have all of these screenings all the way through, through it, right. listening to baby. And so through labor, you know, we listen to baby and baby doesn't just go from zero <laughs> to 60, all red flags. Yeah, yeah. Full on emergency. Yes. We we see yellow flags before there's a red flag. That's a good thing. Yeah. And so when we have when I have a mom at home and we have needed to transport, it's like, okay, let's get in our car and mm-hmm. let's call the hospital and let them know we're coming and we'll go there and they'll check you in. And it's just not sure. just full on emergency because right. that if we need more um, monitoring, mm-hmm. then we'll go for more monitoring. Right. And um, and so, do you stay with them in the hospital? Oh yes, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yep, I'm there. I'm very. The thing about midwifery is, it's you just I bond yeah. with these. These are my. You know, we become friends. Back when we would actually touch the phone numbers, I had their numbers memorized. Isn't that something? It huh? was just like, yeah. So one of the the relationship is just such a. And my goodness, experience. what a difference that must make in the birth process right yep. because because knowing you're there and that you've been with them so closely through the whole thing psychologically that must be a huge benefit yeah I think between the relationship of just feeling so trusting and comfortable with me and honestly the bathtub yeah. If I could ev- if I could just have a bathtub available <laughs> yeah. for any laboring woman, even in the hospital, they have these beautiful bathtubs. Get in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a place where people go anyway for comfort and relaxation. Right. And um, there is the thing about birth is it's just it wants to come in secret. And it doesn't think about animals in the wild. They go somewhere yes. safe and quiet. Right. And um, so if you just go into the bright room with loud beeps and yeah, everybody awake, true. it's like it's a very it's a hot, stimulating environment. Yeah. And so at home, it's it's quiet and dark mm-hmm. and you just a matter. And you're of, there. And I'm there. You know, I, interesting. I remember and I I remember it then. I remembered I I. Uh, remember feeling this then when on both pregnancies <clears throat> when I was going through the process it was almost like there was a veil around me containing me yeah in there yep totally separating me from everybody I definitely felt that yeah how weird is that right but it, it must be like some, you said somebody going away you know an animal going away and finding a place to be safe to have have the baby right absolutely it's just very strange all right we're gonna be right back here WKXL New Hampshire talk radio.com with Beth Gaby stay right where you are because uh, you don't want to miss the second segment. WKXL, this is Jane Cormier, your host for Art for Living here on WKXL New Hampshire Talk Radio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Uh, we're great, very thankful today to have Beth Gaby here as a guest. Um, and if you're just joining us in the first segment, we sort of introduced Beth as someone that I happened upon in a, in a very you know, strange way recently as a singer and a performer in a musical production uh, and her student, her, her child is a student of mine. Uh, and then we realized that we actually did have connections from six years ago. And 
for those that do listen to Art for Living, you know that we don't script our conversations. In other words, I don't answer questions. People sometimes get so nervous about being on the radio, they'll say, oh, you know, can you give me questions? And I always say, no, we're not doing questions because I always feel like the rhythm of the interview and the conversation changes when you have that kind of a structure. So every single time I do these shows, I'm telling you, I learn so much from people because we go through the regular process of talking, just discussing and having a conversation. So now I find out in the first segment that Beth Gaby is also a midwife. And um, you, she's telling us, uh, you know, the stories of how that all works. And I'm fascinated because I've always, you know, sort of thought these brave people, my goodness, you know, without a hospital and um, how do they do this? They just so, well, she was talking about that for the first segment. Um, it just goes to show you, you know, conversation's a great thing. Anyway, so uh, the midwifery thing that you were talking about, or wifery, you said midwifery. I have to change that because... You can say it either way. Can you? Well, I hear more than midwifery, so which I'll is go. why I say That's it right. That so you need to correct. That's how we okay. live and learn. Okay, we'll do. Right. So uh, interesting, we said at the first part that you work with 40 Days for Life, and you're also a midwife. Yeah. Is that a mistake? I know. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. 40 Days for Life is a pro-life um, initiative. It's a pro-life campaign that happens during Lent. Lent starts um, February 14th. Mm-hmm. So in a couple weeks, it'll um, Feb- 40 Days for Life will be 40 days of Lent. And it's on prayer and fasting for an end to abortion. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly, midwives in general are very, very pro-choice. Really? And um, and in Concord in particular, there is a lineage of midwives that comes right out of the abortion center. And so um, the, the beauty about midwifery is it's an apprenticeship type of learning. And so you get, you get your schooling, but you also need to train under a midwife and you really, you follow her mm-hmm. and she counts off on your births and she shows you skills. And, and it's very old fashioned that way. I really I love like that. it. Yeah. Me too. And, um, but we also, so it's interesting to me that there's this lineage of midwives who have worked at the abortion center as sort of a side thing, not, not as their midwifery practice, right. but certainly as a side, a side thing. Um, and and also even if midwives you know they're again not all midwives have an, a connection there but yeah. in general midwives tend to be very very you pro-choice. know pro-choice um which and don't you find that strange because they're dealing with the birth process the beauty the magic the the amazement yes right well this is an interesting thing is i did not consider it strange until i became pro-life myself so you started out pro-choice? Well, I, looking back, the answer is yes, because I started out um, basically preferring to avoid the subject altogether, mm-hmm. yeah. which, is un- which is understandable. Very common. Very it common. Is, it is. And, and sort of getting, um, get, you know, it just sort of was like, if you imagine chicken soup, like the broth in the soup, I feel like... The broth in our culture tends to be a pro-choice start. Yeah. Okay. And so when I had a switch, I mean, it was like a light bulb turned on. Um, it was, for me, the midwifery was so related because it was like, here I, I 
love the nature of reproduction. Mm-hmm. I love how it happens and it, the development of the baby as it goes through and the birth process and how the body just knows how to birth. Like, yeah. It's just, it's made for this. Yeah. And, um, and so for me to be an advocate for the babies, um, for for the baby mom dyad, it's a it's the like this this nursing this mother who's nursing her baby and is so intuitive about it and is so instinctual about it, backing that up to how proper and beautiful that relation is at conception, mm-hmm. and um and so to not only be a midwife who's supporting the mother, but also a midwife who's supporting like this. It's as if the the, the mother hired me as the midwife, but it's like the baby has hired me too. <laughs> <laughs> My job is to keep babies safe, yeah, you know? Sure. And, um, and so having a conversation, um, trying to advocate for a baby during a very vulnerable time. Sure. I will just add the vulnerability of first trimester. There's something that has not really been discussed is that when the hormones are changing in that first trimester, a woman is so vulnerable. Sure. She's vulnerable to panic attacks, to anxieties, mm-hmm. to depression. And so if you are, if you can wait, if you can know that this is normal and I'm going to be okay, I have support systems to support me through mm-hmm. this, it's going to leave. By mm-hmm. the time I'm 16 weeks or 14 weeks, yep. I'm going to feel better right um instead it's that first trimester of like everything's wrong everything's wrong everything's wrong i have to get out of this Mm -hmm. i have to get out of this Mm -hmm. and you add to that a boyfriend or a husband who is not supportive a mother who is not supportive well that broth that you were talking about you know that that isn't supportive of um the truth that the 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 decision uh becomes muddled i think in that you know Mm -hmm. because the clarity can easily change. There's just so much against in some situations, you know, for people to follow through with the life of that baby. Yeah. You know, it's easy easy to see why it happens. It is easy to see why it happens. And so anyway, as I'm I'm more and more as I do pro-life work, I just want to be available to moms who who certainly don't need to do home birth. Mm -hmm. But to talk with me just about being pregnant and about the difficulties if if they're having difficulties and try to be a support for them sure um that's it's it's a it's a gift to be able to do that um and for people out there hearing this sometimes this subject is very uncomfortable for people and um you know way back when uh i will have to say that being part of the pro-life movement uh, the discussions haven't gotten any easier in in recent years, um, especially since the federal law changed, the division has now shifted to states. And um, we were talking a little bit upstairs about the fact that education and support systems and talking with people, having conversation, I believe, is how we can see abortion decline. in this country, in this state, especially. Yeah. We have to converse. We have to talk about it because the stuff that's out there right now has been hanging out there for so many years. Some of it, some of that information is just plain not true. 
Plus, there are so many more resources. There are so re- so many resources today that even five years ago, moms didn't have available. Um, yeah. So conversation is the key. Conversation is the key, and I get that it's tough to talk about this subject. I um, am not sure. Well, I'm going to dovetail into this, is that um, I am not only a parishioner at Christ the King Parish, which is a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. I also am um, married to my Jewish husband, who <laughs> is, and we are members of Temple Beth Jacob. Wow. Um, my four children, not only are they baptized and they've received communion and confirmation in the Catholic church, they have also become bar mitzvahed. In the Jewish, so, and they go to Hebrew school, and they are part of, they, I mean, just watching them lead a service and speaking Hebrew is just, oh, oh, it's just unbelievable. And so, but going back to the conversation about pro-life matters, the temple is very, very liberal and pro-choice, and Jews in general are very pro-choice. And, um, and so I have my world... And also, a lot of Catholics are. It's of a course. it's a difficult conversation in the church yes. too. Yes. Um. But we do have the church teachings standing behind us saying we do. this is right. We and do. This is but wrong. sometimes those ch- those teachings are not front and center. True. And they need to be because they are a part of that church. They are. You know, you don't have to go to that church. No one's going to say you have to do that. But you know what? They are part of it. Yes. And so they shouldn't be in the back somewhere. I agree. It should be in the front, and we take advantage or not. That's our choice. That's mm-hmm. the whole story of mankind, right? That's right. You have a choice. Hopefully people make a good choice, right? Yeah. All right, we hear the music. We're going to take a little break here. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Join us. We're Stay right where you are. We're going to be right back after this quick break. Welcome back. Art for Living here. Jane Cormier, your host on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. We thank you for joining us today. And uh, we, have a gift, gift, we have a gift guest. How's that? Beth Gaby is our guest today. And uh, we've been talking about all kinds of pretty cool things here, if you're just joining us. Um, Beth, is, are, you, are you the New Hampshire director for 40 Days for Life? Um, Concord. You're the Concord Division. Yes. Okay. 40 Days for Life. Well, we were actually talking pretty interesting conversation before about how uh, you're Catholic. Your children have all gone through the Catholic catechism kind of thing and sacraments, right? And your husband is Jewish. And so the bar mitzvahs have been part of their life as well. Yes. So let me ask you the psychology of that. Is that so that they can discuss and choose themselves where they want to go? Or like, because they're very different worlds. They are different worlds, surprisingly so beautifully connected. Yes. Through Jesus. Yes. Um, So I remember this moment um, being, I was in the shower in Seattle, Washington, because it was a particular moment that I will remember (laughs) that I told, I asked God to lead me. I said, I don't need to know what's up ahead. I just need to know my next step. And, um, and that really, because when I, 
met my husband. We were in Seattle. Um, we dated. I I had my whole plan of being a naturopathic doctor and getting all this education and, and all of this stuff. Well, we conceived. We had little, we got pregnant. So we got married, and all of a sudden, I'm in this beautiful <laughs> situation, but I get the whole, like, um, that first year of, of marriage and baby, it was like, I'm sure somebody else can relate. It's, yes. a, it's a stressful year. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, we stepped into, we both had sort of... Um, we were kind of diff- distant from our our religions, but when you have children, the religion sort of raises its face again. So he um, he wanted the children to be Jewish in identity, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to know Jesus. Okay, and so I asked God to go forward. Yeah, and God basically has always with me been that. Just bring your children to me. Mm-hmm. And he never said, it must be through the temple. Mm-hmm. It must be through the church. Just bring your children to me. And um, and so I went ahead and um, did both. Wow. And I so, think it's great. Yeah. And in my, so with me personally, I am a Catholic woman who attend, who goes to the to Jewish mm-hmm. services. I know, the, the I sing the Hebrew and um, I've bar mitzvahed my children, bat mitzvahed my daughters. Um, I love, I have such a wonderful, friendly community over there. Um, and and for me, it just, it's so deepening to my own faith. Yeah. And it's, um, so just understanding that when the Torah, when the ark is opened and there's the Torah, like, the word of God is the Torah right. and Jesus is the word. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm in the temple, I say to my, in my Catholic, in my heart, <laughs> I say, Jesus, I love you in the blessed sacrament and I love you in the Torah. Right. And, um, yeah, so God, God does this. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I never, and my husband and I, we didn't make direct plans except that we joined a, a temple. I mean, a, yes, we joined a temple. And I also, um, I also raised them in the Catholic. Mm-hmm. This, they got their sacraments and things like that. Well, you know what? You are in a Christian, Christian Judeo, right? Yeah. World here. Yeah. And Absolutely. one does feed the other. Because one comes from the other, yes. Right? yes. So I could certainly see the connection. I don't think that, I don't think you can ever go wrong with too much religion, anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, a win win. I was just wondering if this, if your kids, you know, if they are going to choose or yeah, you know, I call it a living experiment. Okay, because right now where my kids are, they're all discerning. Sure. Um, my it's I my son who got married he got married in the Catholic Church okay we went home for to my house for the reception and we had a chuppah set up and our rabbi was there and um we had like the seven blessings and, nice. and we did Jewish tradition <laughs> there we sang some you know Jewish songs and um and it just sort of it's always made it, it was sort of like, ooh, now we're going to be setting a precedent for next weddings. What do we do? And I, <laughs> I ended up ordering from Israel a wedding talus. And it's this, it, it goes, it's hung from the chuppah and mm-hmm. it covers the, 
the couple. And I'm like, I said, this is our very first family heirloom where we will pass this on. Or the weddings in our family will be under this right. Jewish. Isn't that something? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's very rich. It is. And so, yeah, my, my children will figure it out. Sure. Um, but so far, they're very strong in their Judaism. And my oldest two are stronger and stronger in their Catholicism. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yes. So, so there, you know what? I'm learning. There's just like nothing, nothing easy with you, girl. I mean, really, you know what? You're pretty out there. You're doing all this other stuff. You're, you're certainly not on the normal track. You know what I'm saying? You've, re- you've reached out. And uh, Artful Living, you know, I'll bring it back to my show here, um, is all about that. It's the richness that's available to us if we're only able to reach out and bring it in. Yeah. And it sounds like your your entire life story has been, you know, centered on that kind of thing. Well, it feels like um, motivated by love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really... I really think, and this, I'm going to go back to the pro-life part right now, because walking forward with love um, in a situation of your pregnancy, it's it's, you do not know what is in store for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so trying to let go of that control a little bit, I personally was, you know, got pregnant and had to... Uh, the first thing I did, I had this this moment of joy mm-hmm. of seeing the positive pregnancy test, yeah. and then burst burst into tears. Called my sister, uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, the point is, is that I I did not know the track I was on, and um, but God knew the track sure. I was on, and sure. so with the Jewish Catholic thing, God knows the track I'm on, yeah. and I think I also. Like and this goes back to talking about the pro life is that I want to get better at talking about pro life with my Jewish pro choice oh, yeah. congregation yeah. because even though they I think most of them know that I'm pro life um, we sort of avoid it as sure. a topic we we avoid it at the kitchen table the one place in our lives right you talk about how culture has become splintered and I d- really do believe personally that. The one way to take down a culture, a society, a country is to divide the family. I absolutely believe that with every cell of my body. But the fact that we can't sit as family, family and close friends, and talk about this in a way that's not, uh, you know, nasty or uh, accusatory, Mm. I find very strange, you know? I'll start a conversation. And, and this was when I was very active in the pro-life movement years ago. Um, and I, I am still pro-life, just put that right out there. But I would try to engage in conversation, and I would engage with people that, you know, I knew were pro-choice, right? Going in, I knew that. And would try to engage it very quietly and calmly, and almost upon the first few words would feel would feel the energy of like mm, coming into the conversation, and it used to every time make me wonder what, why can't, why can't we get beyond, like that. It was almost like to me, and I really believe this. I used to try to talk to kids from Planned Parenthood a lot, um, young ladies, young women, and uh, when I could get past like the first minute, we had a good conversation. Mm. But that first minute 
was rife with stress and distrust and this like polar I'm right and you're wrong stuff rather than conversation you know I don't think it's gotten any better no why and I I'm trying to figure that out as well yeah um I don't have a good answer about that um one thing that I do as 40 days for life is I go during Lent um I stand on the sidewalk and I pray. Right. I believe prayer transcends mm-hmm. the the humanity of us. You know, if we could lift ourselves up into prayer, we could, you know, God can help us out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, honestly, I want to bring music to the street. I want to sing. Because if, I, if I'm brave enough to sing, then um, maybe, maybe... It can break through some of that, and we can get to the very respectful dialogue. Right, because music is a different communication, right? Yes. That could communicate in a different way. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, you guys hang tight out there. I hear our music, and we're going to take a little break here. WKXL New Hampshire, talkradio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and, of course, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay with us. We will be right back with Beth Gaby and our final segment of Artful Living. Welcome back. Artful Living here. Jane Cormier, your host on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Our guest today is Concord native Beth Gaby, who is the Concord Division gal for 40 Days for Life. She is a midwife, and uh, she has all kinds of great stories to share with us. If you're just joining us, um, we've been having a great conversation about life, but we've also been talking about religion and family and culture and uh, midwifery. So it's been a fun conversation. Um, you know, for the folks out there, Beth, that might not really understand what 40 Days for Life is about, can we give them a little bit more information about how they might participate or check it out if they're, you know, somewhat interested? Yes. So 40 Days for Life is not something that um, I came up with or even New Hampshire came up with. Um, it was... Um, came from Texas, in fact, but it has spread all over the world. It is an international campaign. And um, and so for 40 days during Lent, and there's another 40 days during the fall, um, this is worldwide. People pray and fast for an end to abortion. And the part that really... Um, enticed me was a I believe in the power of prayer and it doesn't in any kind of prayer there is no discrimination when it comes to (laughs) prayer it's all good it's all (laughs) so good um so I believe in prayer I believe in fasting we don't fast so much and I have a hard time fasting um but I want I want to fast I want to get better at it um I want to dip my toes in that that water Mm -hmm. um and then maybe dive in more and more so fasting it's a very biblical thing it sure is and um and cross-cultural and very ancient 
Um, so prayer and fasting. And um, can I just ju- jump yeah. in there? Because you know what, Beth, for the first time in the past couple of years, I think that fasting is, although it's in a secular way, mm-hmm. um, fasting is something that we're hearing about all the time now. Yes. And intermittent fasting. That's right. Yes. Intermittent fasting and different ways to do intermittent fasting and the benefits. And the detox. Yes. Absolutely. So there's a connection there, right? Yeah. From from the holy and from the, you know, quote, religious fasting. Yes. You know, there might be some carry over here if we're paying attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think sometimes when there's um, a, a capital T truth, it goes through all facets of our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll bring back um, pro-life. There are there are atheist pro-life people, and oh, yeah. for sure, as well as the um, feminists for life and Democrats for life. And um, you'll find pro-life. In every facet, which is another, to me, sign that there's a T with a capital mm-hmm. a capital T, truth. Um, but going back to 40 Days for Life, yep. um, it's instead of, it, it does not take um, pro-life um, agendas as a political thing. This is apolitical, and I am really <laughs> rather intimidated by the politi- political sphere. I don't know very much. I'm, I've, I've always been kind of not very political. I'm learning, but um, but I liked 40 Days for Life because it's about prayer and fasting. And, um, and I think really across the board, people agree that it'd be better if there were fewer abortions. <laughs> no, you know, um, who doesn't deny that? Exactly. Who can, it, that's the point where we should all be beginning beginning the discussion and you're ahead of your time because as someone who did work in the political system on this topic um, I think there is no political solution how's that for for observation I don't believe there's a political way to solve millions and millions and millions of babies that are not born every year I believe that it's going to be in the small pockets of work like 40 days for life person to person taking it out of the political system because that's not where it was it was not where it belonged and we won't win the battle of conversation in that in that arena we can only win it with us as people talking to one another and everybody forgets I don't believe that even if I suppose I I won't say never because there's never never right But there are very, very, very few people that are pro-life or, you know, uh, let me turn that around, that are pro-choice. Very few people that are pro-choice that would not agree that less abortion was better. Mm. And that's where we should start. Yeah. Right there. Absolutely. And part of Prody Days for Life is praying on the street side, Mm -hmm. side and this is where I find that conversations can happen, um, and it's it takes uh, some it. You, you have to step out of your comfort zone. Yes, it's definitely not. You know, it, I don't feel like it's my calling mm-hmm. to pray outside of an abortion center, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a higher calling <coughs> that I can stand in witness to life. Mm-hmm. And um, and have the discussion, um, a compassionate discussion, right, um, with whomever. So so that that is part of it. And and somebody who is not 
willing to stand on the street corner, which I get takes you out of your comfort zone. Sure. The power of prayer itself is it transcends street corners. Mm-hmm. And um, and so part of the campaign is just simply um, signing up to pray. Yeah. Um, and and also to educate, like have those small kitchen table discussions. Right. Um, meet at you know Gibson's bookstore and and talk about this. that's right. It, mm-hmm. That's the way it should be, and we shouldn't be afraid of that, and we shouldn't look at that as combative or, you know, I was right or you were wrong because who cares? Mm-hmm. It, that's not the point anymore. Yeah. The point is let's all agree yeah. that we want our babies to live. It's True. pretty simple. And the other thing is we've been in this long, so long that there are generations of um, of of people protecting it because they went through it themselves. Yeah. And so there is a healing component um, for people who who recognize that they 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 need healing or they need to talk about what right. their own experience. I would like there to be more avenues for that because um um, that's a very real thing. This isn't. Um, this is a, a psychological attack on mm-hmm. people as well. Sure, it is. It's, you could say it's a spiritual attack. Oh, for sure. And there are millions and millions of women, and I can tell you this because I've spoken to so many of them. At the uh, any time that there was a pro-life um, event, and I, for a few years was at all of them, I would have the majority of people that would come over to the booth the majority, women that would tell me how much they supported pro-life because they had an abortion. Mm. And so many of those women, those poor women, were still, uh, I can't put the word, but they, they were still carrying a big wound. It, that, that's just a fact. I'm not painting it. This was the majority of folk that would come to seek out a conversation. Yeah. And... The truth of the matter is, is there is support for these these women as well, to to receive counseling and and help, to be able to move beyond, you know, to be able to embrace it and move beyond it because suffering is not a good thing for anyone. No, and we shouldn't promote anything like that. We should promote healing, and like you said, a loving, a loving thing for everybody, a loving feeling for everybody Mm -hmm. so 40 days for life is not political and that's what i remember from many years ago um when when i first reached out to 40 days for life it was it was a praying a time to pray together and let me just say if you ever thought that maybe that might be something you would want to do and i know people that have said this to me but i don't want to go by myself go find a friend go find a friend you don't have to talk to anybody you don't have to say a word all you do is pray. And I know a lot of people that bring rosaries because it's a specific, you know, prayer. Mm. They're there and they concentrate on that prayer and they say the rosary, um, you know, wherever it, they choose to go. Um, and if you just need a person with you to do it, find a person. You will never be sorry for that time spent. Yeah. You just don't. I agree. I will add... Um, one thing is that Fridays um, at Concord 
the Equality Health Center. That is a very contentious day yeah. on the street corner because um, abortions are done, surgical abortions are done that day, and there are multiple pro-life groups who yeah. come to the street corner as well as um, the escorts who are volunteering for yes. the Equality Health Center. There's just a crowd of people. And I will add that 40 Days for Life as a group, we are peaceful, right. compassionate, prayerful. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other groups that I've noticed who are quite loud and um, forceful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to make that distinction. Sure. Um, that go ahead and find me on 40 Days for Life dash conquered and we can talk about bringing right. you to the street to, right. to pray peacefully. <clears throat> we pray peacefully and we don't have to engage as others might, you know, protest, quote, Right, we could still just have our prayer. Yeah, you that's know, it. That's forty it. days for life dash conquered. It's slash slash conquered. conquered. Yeah. All right, Beth Gaby here is our guest today from Forty Days for Life, and uh, we thank you for being here, Beth. Thank you for having this conversation, and uh, hopefully you can come back maybe after Forty Days for Life is over. Let's see how it went. I would I would love to. That'd thank you great. for having me. No, no, pleasure, pleasure. So New Hampshire Talk Radio, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thank you very much for being with us, and we will we'll see you next time.